Welcome to the Revel This Podcast. I'm Rhonda, and I am so happy that you're here. So what does it mean to revel something? Well, definition says it means to take great pleasure in, not just pleased or even excited, but overwhelmed by joy over something. And that's what I hope you get out of each and every episode as we discuss all things pertaining to faith, that you would begin to be overwhelmed with excitement and joy about the things of God. So here we go. Let's revel this together. So if you're someone who's paying attention, you probably noticed that our world is changing. Things are not what they used to be. And if you've spent any time with someone who is older than you, say by a generation or two, they will confirm that things just aren't the same. Now, I promise you this episode is not meant to depress you, but it doesn't take a genius to look around and see that our streets aren't as safe as they used to be. I don't know any parent today that allows their kids to play outside or ride their bikes around the block without supervision. People aren't as honest or kind. They don't make movies or music like they used to. The message behind the songs and the content of films, let's just say most of the time, not so much a good message. Not as many people go to church anymore. Honoring the Sabbath, forget it. Everything is open seven days a week. And most people can say they don't really know their neighbors, and the ones that they do, you probably maybe wished you didn't. People aren't getting married as much anymore, and the ones that are, are having a lot of trouble staying married. And so many people struggling financially. It can all be really depressing when you let yourself pay attention to it all for too long. But I don't think the answer for us as Christians is to not pay attention to all of it. If anything, I think that God wants us to be aware of what's really happening. And he wants us to be suited up to battle the things that are affecting our world today. The world is in a battle if you didn't know it. And if you're a Christian, you probably do recognize that it's a spiritual battle between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. But not just the world, you as well. By every possible way, Satan, the ruler of the kingdom of darkness, wants to hinder the works of God in our lives. If you're a believer and you've accepted Christ as your savior, you're a target. Why? Because your name is written in the book of life in heaven. You have an eternal reward that awaits you, an inheritance in the family of God, and nothing can change that. But nothing bothers Satan more than that. As Satan knows, his goal is to stop any good work God may have for you here on earth. His goal is for his destructive plans to continue on earth and for you to become ineffective at countering them. His goal is to cheat you out of the life God intended for you. But not just that, but to make you miserable, to divide you from friends and family, to divide you from God. And it goes even a step further. His goal is to cheat you out of your heavenly rewards. Now, he can't take away your salvation if you've given your life over to Christ, but he can fill your life with constant temptations and bondage and distractions so that you never accomplish what God has for you, his plan for your life, the good works that he has for you to affect other people, to help them in Satan's destructive patterns in their life. This battle is the battle of spiritual warfare. It's happening all around us, but what you may not realize, every single day there is a battle and a war for your mind, for your heart, 
for your disciplines, for your goals, for your peace. God has specific things in mind for you to accomplish and his will to be done on this earth. God promises in his word that he actually rewards us in heaven for the things that we do on this earth. So like I said, Satan's not just playing to make you miserable here. He's playing for keeps to keep you away from rewards that God might have for you in heaven. He knows if he can keep you distracted, he can keep you circling the same mountains of temptation or bondage or struggles. You won't accomplish the things that God has for you. He knows you won't be able to affect somebody else and help them in their temptations, their struggles, their bondage. He knows you're not going to add much good to the world when you're exhausted and tired from fighting all of the chaos that's going on in your life. He knows if he can get you discouraged, he can put you into depression. He can slow you down. He can keep you stuck. He can isolate you. God tells us the opposite though, that he has good things in store for us in heaven. He tells us in Matthew 6, 19 through 21 to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. God tells us in Hebrews eleven six, he's also the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. He rewards according to our labor. But if we're tired, depressed, and stuck in temptation or bondage to other things, it becomes a lot harder for us to diligently seek God and to do the things he has for us here on this side of heaven. But thanks be to God, he tells us this is coming. In this world, you will have trials and tribulation, but don't be alarmed by it. Don't think something strange is happening to you or to the world around you. In fact, expect it, but suit up to battle it. Get ready for it, prepare for it. And he tells us he's going to help us battle the wage of war against our souls here on this side of heaven. God's plans for you are good and the war is already won and you can prevail in your life. This past week, I was in the book of Ephesians in my Bible, and it's interesting to note how much Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus, that they would come to know the power and the might that they had in Christ that they would know how to battle this spiritual warfare that was inevitably coming their way. It's a popular verse that you might have read before, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, where he talks about putting on the full armor of God. And when you look at this, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. I just want to say that I think one of the biggest schemes of the devil is to convince people that he doesn't exist. That this talk of spiritual warfare is sort of mystical and yeah, I don't know if I really believe in the devil. I believe in God, but I'm not really sure I believe in all of this attack that you talk of. I've heard so many Christians deny the fact that the battle that they're fighting is not, as the Bible says, against flesh and blood, but rather it's against principalities spirits of this world. And it's not meant to scare you when you read that or hear Jesus talk about it. But Jesus mentioned it a lot to let us know, hey guys, this is real. This is happening. But hey, don't fret. I've overcome the world and I'm going to help you spiritually fight the spiritual battle. The Apostle Paul reiterated what Jesus was talking about when he talked about how to put on the full armor of God. He said, Put on the full armor of God. And when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. 
with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up your shield of faith and with it, you can extinguish any flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, I will tell you when it comes to spiritual warfare, I've recognized it in my life, the closer I've gotten to God. And yes, we live in a fallen world. In other words, this side of heaven isn't heaven. So there's always going to be trials and tribulations and things that happen. And sometimes I think that's just a product of this earth that we live in. But other times it's definite spiritual attack. And the main way that Satan comes in to attack you is in your mind is to get you thinking thoughts that are not of God or thoughts about yourself that aren't the way that God sees you or thoughts about other people that aren't accurate about that person to cause division or anger or bitterness. So that that type of spiritual warfare is what I want to address today and how to battle it out. When Paul talks about putting on the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, what he's talking about is the truth of God and God's word. Have you ever wondered why there are so many references in the Bible to spiritual warfare? If you look it up, you can do a quick Google search. How many times does Jesus mention spiritual warfare? And how many times are we reminded that the word of God is one of the biggest tools that we have to fight the enemy? In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The word of God is powerful. It's why Jesus recited it so much. Every time Satan tried to attack him, he mentioned the word of God. He didn't argue with Satan. He didn't compromise his beliefs based on what Satan did or said. He simply gave it back to him in truth with God's word. And we can learn a lot from that. So I will say probably the number one way that you can fight off spiritual warfare in your life, especially when it comes to spiritual warfare of your mind, is praying God's word back to him. It not only reminds us of God's power and protection, but again, another but, it'll ultimately help us to focus our hearts and our minds back on him, on God. It's pay no attention to what Satan is stuttering in your ear or trying to distract you with or trying to pull you back into destructive behaviors or strongholds or temptations. Focus your heart and your mind back on God by reciting God's word of truth. When you do that, you have connection to the strength and power that God has already given us through Christ. Praying God's word back to him is a powerful weapon against the forces of evil. It's the truth going out. It's squashing the lies of the enemy. It's not allowing your brain or your heart to agree with whatever destructive thoughts or patterns the enemy is trying to play you with. It's basically saying, hey, I'm not connected to that. What I'm connected to is this, and I'm going to state what I believe, what I know to be true, and what is powerful, which is God's word. Little tidbit, the enemy actually can't stand God's word. He knows it. He knows exactly what God says about you. He knows exactly what God says your promises are. He knows exactly where you're headed. He knows he doesn't win the battle. If you're a Christian, you're headed to heaven, but your heart and your mind are malleable. It's how God created us. 
So you have to learn to guard your heart and your mind. And by announcing truth in scripture, when you're battling it out and struggling, it's one of the most effective things you can do. Now, I'm going to actually give you 15 scriptures that you can jot down, make note of, and even memorize. In my life, when I've battled out some spiritual battles, and there's been there's been quite a few, God has used this tool of announcing truth through His Word to really help me align my thoughts, my goals, my desires, and my ears to hear what God has to say in a situation to Him by just reading scripture aloud. So these 15 verses, I would suggest you pick up at least three of them for now to meditate on, read daily, out loud, and even memorize. Having scripture in your memory, it's like carrying a weapon with you wherever you go. I've gotten really good at putting verses around my house. In fact, if you would come over to my house, you would see I have verses by my coffee maker. I've been known to post verses on my mirror in my bathroom, post-it notes on my computer. And there's been times I've even had a few verses posted on my dashboard of my car. (laughs) But you know, I'm battling it out if there is scripture lined up everywhere that I go in my house and in my car. Hey, I'm not stupid. I don't try to tackle these things alone anymore. I take God's word with me wherever I go. So here are 15 verses that can help you speak truth into situations when you're battling out spiritual warfare. I will post these verses in the show notes so you can find them later, but I'm going to read them to you and over you. So later you can pick up whichever ones you want, write them down, recite them to yourself and keep them in your back pocket as your weapon against the destructive patterns of Satan. Okay, 15 verses. Here we go. First one, James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number two, 1 John 4, 4, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you that is in the world. Number three, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Number four, 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Number five, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper and every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Number six, this is the long one. This is Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, 
with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Number seven, Romans eight thirty seven. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Number eight, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Number nine, Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Number 10, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Number 11, Luke 10, 19, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Number 12, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy and I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Number 13, Matthew 18, 18 through 19. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, they ask for it, and it'll be done to them by their Father in heaven. Number 14, Deuteronomy 28, 7 says, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Love that. Finally, number 15, John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. When we belong to Christ, just remember the enemy never has the final word over our lives. So this year I pray that you go into it ready for battle. Suit up. Do not leave your house without your armor. Take the word of God with you wherever you go. These scriptures, again, I'll post in the show notes. You can find them there. And if you want to add any more verses to the list, send them to me. I'd love to hear from you at Revel This Podcast. We can encourage each other so that we can keep our minds focused on God's promises for our life. I hope this episode encouraged you today and I hope it helps you. Remember, the war is already won. God's got great plans for you this year. Keep your mind focused on Him. If you know someone that this episode might encourage, I encourage you to forward it to them. Until next Tuesday, I hope you have an amazing, great rest of your week. And I'll see you back here next Tuesday on the Revel This Podcast. Revel This Podcast.